0: you <laughs> Flyers Talk podcast. I'm Katie Emmer, as always, joined alongside by the one and only drum roll Jordan Hall. Jordan. Um, You did just come out with, I mean, the most recent sort of news we've heard from Gary Bettman. So let's get into some of the most recent hockey talk. You had a great article updating um, fans that, you know, of course we see Gary Bettman coming out, you know, hoping for the regular season to happen before the playoffs happen. Like that would be the best case scenario. He talks about how important it is to award a Stanley cup. Um, But they want to go, they're considering all options. They want to go as soon as possible. Like I'm sure the NBA and other sports are as well. And of course all fans, but um, what do you think about that? And, And what did you, you know, write throughout your article? I saw it for fans out there. That you know understand the situation of that Gary Bettman is in. Um, do you side with him in, in you know taking full um, putting the importance of the regular season? Sorry, before the playoffs and just having that sort of um, consistent way the season has gone has gone to keep it that way.
2: Do you side yeah. with him? No, I I totally get what you're saying, Keith, and I, I I agree with it with him and the league. Right now, it's just it definitely a day to day thing. It's going to see. You know how things develop day to day within our country, um, within the world, and this uh, coronavirus outbreak. They're not going to be in any rush to judgment or decisions. And why would they? They have really all summer, all summer to work with. So you might as well take that time. Chuck Fletcher, uh, the general manager of the Flyers, said it the other uh, said it recently. When you have time, use it. So I know for everyone, especially given uh, the you know the feelings of a quarantine it seems like every day is so long and um now we're into april and it's like gosh there should be playoff hockey but in in the grand scheme of things there really there really is a lot of time to work with um so the nhl's gonna use it and gary Vettman came out and said on nbc sports um with mike tariko that he is aware of the reality that uh, they might not be able to finish the regular season, but in a perfect world, that's what they're going to shoot for. They're going to shoot to finish the regular season, to play the playoffs, and uh, just have it as is. And, and th- that would be a perfect world. But they are also uh, under the realization that, hey, that might not happen, uh, and they're going to have to adjust, uh, adjust. So I think for them, um, what Gary Bettman said was that they're going to look at every conceivable option to finish this season. Um, So, yeah, I think everything's on the table uh, from, uh, you know, changing the playoff format to trimming the regular season to completely cutting the regular season um, to giving a training camp. Obviously, no matter what scenario, you're going to have to have some type of training camp for each team um, and and give them some time to get ready. But uh, I think they are really looking at every single option, and that's a good thing. Um, and if it feels like they're taking their time to make a decision, uh, that's going to be reality throughout April and, and into may, um, there's time to, there's time here and they're going to use it. Uh, and I think we could see hockey if it does resume. And I think the NHL is confident that it will, uh, if it does resume, it will go deep, deep, deep into summer. And then they'll have to, uh, have a contingency plan and adjust, uh, for 2021, um, so, no, I think the NHL is, has been wise in how they're approaching this. They're they're not going to uh, make any rash decisions or quick decisions. Uh, they're going to wait it out. And uh, and really, it sounds cliche, but take it day by day. Um, but, Katie, uh, ha, like, how do you think uh, – and, and in that article, thank you for mentioning the article. In the article, I was basically just saying, hey, Flyers are in a really good spot. Um, if – If they get the chance to finish the regular season, great. They were on pace to have their best regular season since 2010-11. There was a lot of excitement. If they can play their final 13 games, that's awesome. They're in a great spot to do that and finish off what they started. If they don't get a chance to and they have to kind of jump right into the playoffs, uh, they're in a good spot. They're going to have home ice. Uh, They're in second place right now in the Metropolitan Division. So they would right now, if they did jump right into the playoffs, they would play the Penguins which is not a terrible matchup. It's a rivalry matchup. They would have home ice if that is a thing. Um, We obviously don't know if that will be for sure. They could be playing neutral site games. They might not have fans. Hey,
0: yeah, um, I was going to say there might not even be home ice because there might not be fans in the crowd.
2: Right. Um, So the Flyers are in a good spot. That was the general gist of the article, which I know for Flyers fans is probably tough to look at right now. Um, What do you think, though? What do you think about the Flyers' current state? What do you think about the current state with the league? Um, do you think they're leaning one way or the other or do you really think they're really looking at every single conceivable option?
0: Yeah, you know what? Like in in all of this, I mean, you brought this up today or yesterday would have been the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs for the Flyers. It's such a bizarre sort of reality we're in right – not sort of, very much bizarre reality we're in right now. And um, it is, you know, hard to sit on that. But going back to earlier, you got to keep yourself distracted. Look at some bright spots. You know me, Katie Emmer, Miss Optimist here. Um, I always like to look at the you know good part, good part of things. And in this good part, for all the Flyers fans, hockey fans, the NHL, Gary Bettman, are every day. They are actively looking for when they can get back. They're looking for ways they can get back. This isn't just you know people out of the office going home and, and sitting back and relaxing and waiting for the next call up. I mean, they are actively working every single day to find an option. And finding many options, Jordan, on the last episode, I mean, you mentioned it right there, no fans. Last episode, we were talking about a neutral site as far as like North Dakota, maybe like, who knows, but all of these ideas are being worked at, I don't know, at a conference table, I would love to know where they are when they're thinking of these things. But they're actively around the clock thinking of things. And that has to be one of the most positive lights in this situation that you have a league and you have sports in general that are actively looking on, um, on how they're going to get back planning on every scenario. My biggest takeaway, I mean, I think the league's doing a great job. I think the way everything happens throughout the sports, um, all around the world, you know, things are taken seriously. It's good that this stopped when it did and hopefully that continues. Um, everyone stays healthy. Uh, there's a ton of different options you have, of course, but I think the league is doing the best they can at the moment. They can't really do anything else. Uh, But what they can do is plan for different scenarios. So I give them an A on my report card. Looking forward to anybody that, like, this is my actual opinion. Like, I'm an active hockey fan, love hockey, like so many of our listeners do. But I, at this point, am looking at the NBA as well. Not that I don't like the NBA, but I'll keep up with other sports as much as possible, more than I normally would do in a moment like this. Because, Jordan, you know Silver, you know Batman, like they're all going to do the same thing. Um, You're going to see the NHL do the same thing as the NBA, and likewise is what I completely believe. You're not going to see, you know, the NHL come back sooner than the NBA will. Um, And I feel like a lot of their ideas have sort of like run parallel as well. I mean, you see this idea about sort of a tournament in Las Vegas, Um, different options like that, where I feel like the NHL is like, Oh, you have that one. Okay. Well let's use that, but in a different way. Like they're constantly working together, which I I think is a great thing. Um, They know how much everyone needs the sports back. They do too. A big question mark I had. um, If you're Gary Bettman, Jordan, or if you're accepting a job working for the league in a situation like this, even if you're accepting a job to be in charge of arenas and events and venues and everything, organizing concerts in the summer and games and what team's going to be here. And if playoffs happen, are you preparing for a moment like this? I thought about this the other day because so many of those, I feel for them, everyone's struggling, having their paycheck cut, having income cut in a moment like this. I was talking to a friend of mine that said um, financially, like you're financially stable. Um, if you have income to last you, you know, for for months or for, for a long period of time because of a situation like this. And it, you know, it, it makes you realize things a lot more. And, and I thought about the league. I thought about different things. Like, are you planning? Are you thinking about something like this possibly happening? It's kind of like that emergency or that disaster that maybe you have to think about Jordan, I, I don't know. I, I don't think they've seen something like this in quite some time, something this severe. Um, you know, they've dealt with things before the lockout and in different scenarios, maybe like as far as scheduling goes, but I don't know if you're ever prepared for something like this. Is this on, you know, the job description? Like, be prepared for a nationwide
2: it's so situation? Tr- it's so true. I think it's – like like you said, I think the NHL definitely has a protocol and the other leagues do where they are ready uh, for possible stoppages and breaks. Um, but have you have they ever dealt with one where you literally have no clue when – things are going to resume. Gary Bettman even admitted that. He said no one, not one, not one league or um, even, uh, you know, government officials are, no one can make profound decisions right now of when things will come back or when we'll feel that sensible, like sense of normalcy or anything like that. You Like, no one knows. It, it really is like they have to take it day to day. Um, so I think that's the uniqueness of this. Uh, yeah, I, I bet, the league is well prepared and they're, like you said, they're being diligent and discussing all different scenarios for how they can resume. They're listening to the CDC. They're, uh, they're listening to their government officials. Uh, they're taking the lead of of those appropriate people, but man, yeah, I don't think they can ever really fully prepare for this where you just don't know. You don't know when things are going to turn. Um, it really, yeah, And he
0: even he said, you know, in the next few weeks, there's still, it's like almost every day. I mean, you, as much as I just love to joke about me being an optimist, I'll stay optimistic. Of course, you guys, we're going to see hockey. We're going to see hockey soon. I would like to say soon, but we just got to keep that hope. But it, it's kind of hard to keep that hope when you, you could sort of expect, you know, the next few weeks, him saying that like we'll have maybe something in the next few weeks. But Jordan, my biggest fear is like, we're going to get three weeks down the road and it's going to keep pushing back. Yeah. I mean, and then all these ideas like, can they work out? So, I mean, you, you like to see though that Batman's optimistic. They, they want to start up the regular season still and they're finding ways to do it.
2: Yeah. And and they really are. I think deep down, they really are optimistic that they will return eventually and have an opportunity to finish this season in some way, shape or form. But I think the, the, the fact that he came out and admitted that, hey, we're not sure if we're able to finish a regular season. I think that was pretty telling that they're realizing this is somewhat out of their control. Um, it really is. And um, if that, that the reality is, yeah, they might not be able to finish the regular season. So I thought that was telling that um, they don't have full control of the situation. Um, and it really is a wait and see thing. So as optimistic as they are that they will play hockey and somehow finish 2019-20, uh, there's a chance that yeah, they, they might not be able to. I think uh, they would be um, naive if they didn't feel that way. Uh, they're not going to come out and say it. Uh, it's so Fairly. early. We're you know we're in we're not even at mid-April yet, so they're not going to come out and say that. But the reality is, yeah, this situation is something that we haven't seen and uh, the league hasn't seen, uh, and they're really going to have to take it day by day. But they're going to stay optimistic. They believe they can finish. They're going to prepare to finish. Uh, but. the 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 harsh reality is we're we're just really not sure so
0: and we're not the only ones though that are being optimistic which leads me to my next um our next subject is carter hart and we're going to hear from him later on he caught up with our taryn hatcher um excited to hear what he had to say with her but um we heard from him also on a conference call today um he's hanging out right back with the parents at the parents house right outside at edmonton so Definitely good to hear from the 21-year-old. But just talking about Carter Hart, uh, he is so optimistic in a moment like this. You heard him on the call today. um You gotta be. You know, he's he's been that mentally tough guy all season long. I feel like if there's anybody that's you know mentally like even keeled and just focused on the end goal here, it's Carter Hart. Um, I have been so impressed with this guy all season long, and and we knew he was going to be impressive, Jordan. You know, seeing his debut last season and he hasn't played that full, complete season yet. You know, he's so hungry for it. We are, we're hungry to see it, too, out of him. But how impressive has this guy been this season? I mean, 21 years old, and this home record is unbelievable. I had to look back at the number again. 23-2 and two at home with a 163 goals against, and a 943 save percentage. He's on fire. And, and I know you got to love the Flyers Nation, Flyers fans. There's nothing better than playing in front of them for him because all these fans back him so much. But – I think what's impressed me the most is how mature he is, Jordan. He's just been such a mature goaltender this season. Um, I had expectations and he exceeded them. I don't know about you. Has he exceeded what you expected out of him at his age this season?
2: No, it's great points. And I remember when they first drafted him, he was the first goaltender taken in that draft. Um, And there was a lot of hope around him and people knew who he was and Philly kind of knew his track record. And they definitely kind of pegged him as, hey, this could be the goalie of the future. Um, and when we met him as he was, you know, 18, 19 years old, I was kind of like, man, I, I feel for this kid a little bit. Like he's coming into a city that's been starved for goaltending. Like Philly has been known, uh, ever since really Ron Hextall to be kind of cursed in net. And I'm like, man, that's a lot of pressure for a kid, um, coming to a huge market for a city that's just been, um, snake bitten in net. And then I met him and I saw how mature he was. And I was like, no, you know what? I don't think this is going to be too big for him. And uh, lo and behold, it hasn't. Uh, It really hasn't. Uh, And you're right, Katie. His maturity, uh, he is mature beyond his years. People say that a lot, but uh, but it's true. Um, When you're around him, uh, he never gets caught up in the hype, never gets too low, never gets too high. Uh, He is a mature guy. Um, and another funny thing I found, you know, I, you know, it's kind of fun just to look at during this time is as we're finding out where players have gone home to, you know, you have your veteran players that are in their early thirties, they're married, they have kids and they, you know, they have off season homes. Um, and then you have some of the young guys like Joel Farabee, who's, who was 19 all of this season. He's 20. Like he doesn't have really an off season home. Like his, his, season home was probably an apartment in Philadelphia or something like that. So he goes home and he lives with his parents and his brothers. Carter Hart's the same way. He, you know, he goes home uh, and lives with his parents. Uh, he, he gets to reunite with his dog, which Taron Hatcher uh, will have more for us about that. So I always kind of found it funny to see the, you know, the different offseason scenarios. Like Michael Raffel goes to Austria. Jacob Voracek goes, to, uh, goes home to the Czech Republic. Uh, but then you have some of the young guys who go home and they're, you know, with their parents and stuff. I always find that kind of unique and stuff. No, uh,
0: you're so, playing in the NHL and then you're like, all right, hey mom and dad. Uh, yeah, it's like, can you, have a, can you make me, you know, my favorite dinner tonight and bake me some cookies and right. get back to it. It's just exactly. Like, it is. It's great. not a knock on those
2: guys at all. Like if I was oh, there, no, I wouldn't have an off season home. I'd probably be home with my parents and uh, just kind of relaxing with family. But exactly. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I, I digress there. Um, but, Katie, no, you're right. Uh, and and with Carter Hart, the whole thing that fascinates me is that how important he has been. Last season yeah. was such a nightmare. He gets called up the day Dave Haxtell is fired. He gets called up the same day and has all this pressure put on his shoulders. And he was the, the sole reason there was even a semblance of relevancy to that season last year. If it wasn't for Carter Hart... And him winning eight straight and all of a sudden bringing just just like a glimmer of light to that season, that would have been a true nightmare season. Instead, thankfully, he comes up, he proves that he can play at this level, and then he goes into this season um, with the expectation of being the number one goalie. And then this year, he's excellent at home. He's a must-see ticket uh, in Philly, uh, and he leads them to becoming a top six team in the league. Katie, that brings the question I want to ask you. Uh, recently on NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com, we debated the Bobby Clark Trophy, who is this season's uh, MVP. Sean Gatorier is obviously a clear favorite, but do you think Carter Hart is in that consideration at all, just given how well he's played, and especially after what they went through last year with eight goalies? Uh,
1: yeah. What do
0: you think? It's a great question, and I don't, I don't want this to be too much of a hot take. But Jordan, I would just say goaltending period because I, I think so much about Carter Hart and I just like feel like his success wouldn't have come. Of course, you have to carry your own weight when you're out there. It's not like Brian Elliott's helping him make saves. But that whole tandem, I just feel has given him such a break where he has been able to be one of the most valuable players. And I would just say the goaltending in general has been the most valuable thing. I mean – I don't know what you would feel. I just think that that's how, how it's been rolling. I, I can't say Carter Hart's an MVP without putting Brian Elliott in the same discussion.
2: I think that's super fair. I really do. Um, the whole, like you said, the entire package has been great. They've only played three goalies. Brian Elliott has stayed healthy. He spelled Carter Hart a few times. Yeah. Uh, one, once when Carter Hart was struggling and another time when Carter got hurt. Uh, so without Brian Elliott staying healthy at his age on a one-year contract, uh, the Flyers could be in a totally different spot. And then, like you said, Katie, if it's not for Carter Hart being just dominant at home, uh, who knows where the Flyers would be. So, yeah, I think it's fair to say it would, be, it would have to be a package deal in terms of the goaltending, not just Carter Hart getting that. Advantage. Yeah. Um, yeah, you talk
0: about Brian Elliott stepping up. And when I would think about what's impressed me the most with Carter Hart this season has been um, – I mean, we talked about this on another episode with – him in the stadium series, like getting hurt and not telling anybody. The way that we we talk about the word mature with this twenty-one-year-old, the way he's mature on the ice, but also off and mentally. I mean, I, I know mature means all of those things, but focusing more so on just how um, how much he he's realized this season, how important he is. He learned from that and in taking himself out of practice. I think we saw there in January with that lower abdominal strain, being positive that he's good to go and just you know, taking all of that into account has really been one of, I mean, of course his play on the ice has been great, but that sort of knowing how important he is and that he is so much of this team has been very impressive to me. It's, it's his age as well. Cause you know that these guys are competitors. They want to go out there and play, especially Carhart doing so well. Um, but even us talking to him on um, awaiting his return to the ice, just so even keeled and just saying, we're all listening to, you know, the trainers have to say coaches have to say, being so patient about it had like really stood out to me as impressive and then on the other half of that you talk about Brian Elliott stepping up and when we see Alex Lyon come up to the way that they were able to hold it down more so Brian Elliott able to hold it down in a moment like that was especially in the second half of the season really one of the sparks where I was like this team's got it this team is yeah, hot
2: this team is hot and can <laughs> you, I want to ask you um Speaking of Brian Ellie, it's it, like I think a lot of people weren't exactly sure what they were going to get out of him on this one-year contract. Uh, today, April 9th, Thursday, uh, 35th birthday, I believe. I believe it's his 35th. I would have to double-check that. I'm almost positive. Um, mm-hmm. 35th birthday. Uh, given how he has played, I think a lot of people thought, hey, you know, going into this year, he's had injury issues. You are correct. 35th. Ah, there we yeah. go. Would you actually consider re-signing him? Uh, why not? Without a doubt?
0: Why not? Stay with your stay with your guy, the hot hand, but I'll put plural on there, hot hands, until something stops working, Jordan. I mean, okay. right now this guy is doing well, and, of course, we know throughout his career he's dealt with a series of injuries, um, most notably last season. The way he's been able to bounce back um, and stay healthy, if that continues on, why not re-sign him? I mean, things are working – of course, you have to put that age to account, but it doesn't seem to affect anything at the moment. And obviously, we have to wait and see after hopefully – I mean, who knows when, but hopefully a shorter amount of time here until the season resumes. And hopefully, we see him back up on the ice soon. But if I'm Chuck Fletcher, I'm re-signing him, Jordan. I, I need this guy back. Not only his presence on the ice, but what he brings to this team off the ice. Um, both of those have to be very strong. Like, you can't just have a super good team guy and he doesn't perform well this is a player brian elliott that performs well when he's needed um he has had those up and down times um but the way that tandem worked out of course he did better on the road as we all know and carter hart did better at home that tandem worked out may as well keep leaning on it um he's he's a good guy and uh the moose um Mm -hmm. i guess i never really i never really got to the bottom of that nickname do you know what that comes from do we the Moose. I I guess I never, uh, I never got it, but Moose is the nickname for Mr. Brian Elliott. And all I know is nothing but good things for those guys to say about Brian Elliott in the locker room, what he brings to this team. You need to resign. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I think uh, I see why you're so open-minded to it. And I think a lot of more people have been open-minded to it, given how he's played this year. I think ideally, if you could, if he'd be open to like another one-year deal, Um, I think that would be great because the age is a little concerning 35 years old. And if you, if he, if he goes out and says, Hey, I want a two year deal, then, you know, then you're signing him until he's probably 37 and there still is the injury track record. And I'll see father time. Eventually it just catches up to you. Um, But I think they will be definitely open-minded to it. And I think they should be, I agree. I think it's been a real positive uh, storyline this season away now he's comfortable with Carter Hart they're both comfortable with each other they don't really have a young goalie right now it's climbing fast and ready to be Carter's backup uh so I think they'll see how the market shakes out um a lot can change obviously with the rest of this season and leading into the summer um you know we'll see which goalies are out there but uh no I think they should be open-minded to it uh I would not want to go probably too long in, in the years maybe you know I'm guessing Brian Elliott would like a little more security than one year deal, one year deal, one year deal. Uh, So I'm sure he's going to be shooting for maybe more. So if if there's a team out there maybe looking, because obviously he can be an unrestricted free agent. If there's a team out there that's going to give him two years, I have a feeling he's going to hop on that over one year to stay in Philly. But um, maybe Chuck Fletcher will be open to going two years. Uh, I think ideally signing him to one would be nice. And that way you're not blocking the future and you're not committing too many years to a guy that's aging. But no knocks yeah. on Brian Elliott. He's been great. I think they should be open. Well, to right,
0: him. right. Well, right, right. But you talk about you know, of course, he would want to know. He's got a family. All these guys do. It's a business. Yep. Like you want more than one year for that security for Brian Elliott at your age. And not that again, we're not knocking on him. But are you sort of maybe wanting a year just because you can level it out and see? And are you know Chuck Fletcher and other GMs in the league wanting that same thing? Like. I don't really know if there's an equation for, you know, you hit a certain age and you can't have a contract over X amount of years. Like, I don't know if that is a thing, but it is something that I'm like, okay, well, like if, I don't know, it is hard for me to be like, okay, if I'm an NHL goaltender, cause I'm more than likely am not, and not never will be. Um, but yeah, Brian Elliott, if I'm him, like, I feel like I sort of, I don't know. I don't know what I do, uh, what I want. I'm not saying I know what he wants, but I mean, maybe some of those out there listening can understand sort of how I'm angling that, like at your age, you know, you don't want to commit to a two or three year contract. Cause maybe you don't know what you're going to be feeling like in a year. Like sure. maybe this is what he would want, but anyway, we won't know. As far as what the flyers, you know, need, I think it's Brian Elliott, at least as it keeps going, cause this tandem is so strong. Um, but yeah, back to Carter Hart. We, we heard about him um, a lot today, just with, again, Taryn's interview with him, the one-on-one that will be coming up shortly in the show, in the episode, show, whatever we call this. Um, The pod, the Epi. There we go. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, we heard from him on the conference call, Jordan. Certainly, you know, like like we mentioned earlier, he's just living the dream in his parents' house right outside Edmonton. I'm sure it is nice to be home, but you know, these guys, they want to get back to playing When he was asked that question about, you know, how does it feel to think, you know, today or yesterday would have been the start of your first, like, Stanley Cup playoffs. um, Definitely a hard question maybe for him to think about. Just it it probably hits you pretty hard because it hits all of us. It's like, wow, that would have been already today. Um, But for him, you know, mentioning it's such a bigger cause right now, he's just such a classy player. He's such an even-keeled classy player, and you have to respect – the grind, and you got to respect some of the stuff he's doing at home right now, too, Jordan, with those at-home workouts.
2: Yeah, it sounded like Katie. Uh, he said uh, he's got a bike in his basement. Uh, he's been doing some free weights. He's got bands, and then he yep. also said uh, he has a yoga instructor at yeah one-on-one appointments. I'm I'm assuming that yoga instructor's doing some it. namaste. Uh, but yeah, he does he does his yoga a few times a week. Yeah, he's a smart guy, um, smart kid that's gonna stay in shape. I would have no worries or concerns about that. Uh, and, yeah, very level-headed, too. Like, he could have came out and said, man, this sucks. I want to be playing playoff hockey. No, he definitely had everything uh, in perspective that, uh, you know, the health and safety of everyone comes first, and we need to figure this out. And that's where the, his main concern is. Uh, but, yeah, he he absolutely admitted that he would love to eventually play a Stanley Cup playoff hockey game. He said that's what every kid dreams of. Uh, but, yeah, he – He really is just a mature kid. I remember I spoke with his general manager uh, from the WHL, his uh, team, the Everett Silvertips. His GM was Gary Davidson. I spoke with him uh, before Carter was turning pro. um, And he talked about how mature Carter was in his diet. And he said in uh, in his exit interview with Davidson, Carter joked that uh, at the end of the year, he went out with some of the teammates and they got like like che- like a cheeseburger or something. And He said how much he enjoyed having like a cheeseburger. And he's like, yeah, I cheated a little bit on this, on my diet. I figured why not after the season. And I was like, wow, that's, I told you a lot about him. He's 18, uh, 19 year old guy uh, getting ready to turn pro hockey. Um, and he's that serious about his, he's that serious about his diet. So uh, for maybe some younger guys, you would maybe worry a little bit about these guys staying in shape during its time because they might not have, you know, the um, accessories that some of the older pros do maybe at their houses um, to work out. But Carter, for me, I, I have no doubt that guy's staying in shape. Guy has a mental skills coach. Um, he clearly has a bike and he's doing plenty of things to stay in shape. He does yoga. He's very serious about his, physical health and his mental health. So uh, if there was one guy I wouldn't worry about, uh, a younger player coming back after this long hiatus, I would have no question that Carter could jump right back in and be ready to mentally focus and prepare and play big games and play playoff games. So that's a good sign, I think, for Flyers fans Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, Katie, what did you think of – are you surprised at all that he's a pretty well-rounded kid? Sounds like he's playing the guitar, uh, he's doing board <laughs> games, he's playing video yeah. games. Uh, are you surprised at all that uh, all that he's doing?
0: Yeah, and I hope he's playing Catan. I'll tell you that that game is so much fun. What um, game is that Catan? Are you kidding?
2: I've never heard it. Katie, don't you said? You I don't even yell. know.
0: It, it, sorry, I didn't mean to yell. Sorry, guys. Sorry, hot okay. mic. I didn't mean to yell for our listeners. But listeners out there that know Catan, please give Jordan a hard time. No, I'm kidding. But (laughs) it is a really fun game. It's just super hard for me to explain. So maybe another time we'll just send you a photo of it. Great board game, though. All-around great one. Takes a lot of time. But anyway, yeah, you do have to respect the grind for Carter Hart. Um, Just the way he – he, he, you know, is even killed and he's taking this so seriously? And we know the whole Flyers organization is. They all have their um, coaches relaying messages. But, yes, Carter Hart, if not one, he is the most uh, reliable guy I would lean on to coming back from the, from the uh, break. He did talk to you, and, and we heard this from Kevin Hayes and other players, like the ice access. There's no ice. Like there is no ice access at all. And you can do your best to, you know, stay ready, staying in shape, um, in just the minimum of fitness just to, to do the best you can in a moment like this. But yeah, it would be kind of hard to, I don't know, like I, maybe this is a weak analogy, Jordan. I'm just trying to think of like, you're trying to practice basketball, but you don't have your like sneakers on. You can only shoot. Does that make sense? Like, I'm trying to think of that. Like you don't have the full hundred percent capabilities like skating for their sake, but like you can maybe shoot in your house or like shoot on a basket at home, but you don't have your sneakers on. Is that a good analogy? No, it's really, no, I I get it. (laughs) But yeah, no, I, I think again, hearing from Carter Hart, I think those fans out there, those ones listening, like they've known this all season long, how great this guy is. But in a moment like this guys, he's great too. I mean, he really is taking this, um, taking this to a whole nother level. It's just his workouts. He was describing that yoga. I don't know about you, Jordan, if you do any yoga, um, but it is important for him as an NHL goaltender to be staying yeah. flexible and things like that. So yeah, definitely a guy. And Hey, I think board games, I think other things, even for our sake too, Jordan, I hope you're taking a break from working every single day. No, You too. But Um, I, uh, I do think that's very important in a time like this to just take your mind off of hockey, take your mind off of sports and just focus on, you know, spending time with family and, maybe playing some board games and going outside and hanging out with the dog, which I can't wait for him to talk with Taryn about. But, yeah, I mean, we've spent so much time talking about this incredible 21-year-old, to keep it frank. I mean, he he really is. Uh, Haven't heard from him during this hiatus. We heard from him again on that conference call. And now, finally, we're going to hear from him with our own
1: Taryn Hatcher. Wins all the board games in the heart household. Who's winning when
3: you guys play? What are you playing? Oh, I do. I win them all. Yeah, we played that uh, Sorry. You ever play that game Sorry?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, love that. We love that. It's, love it's that especially game, so. fun to hear Canadians say we play Sorry. <laughs>
3: <It's> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we play. We we're playing that one the other night, and I went three and zero. So.
1: Oh, nice. Uh, I want to play a little game with you. Uh, Our social media team actually helped come up with this. Uh, what are they doing? Essentially, I'll name your teammates, and if you had a guess in terms of what they are doing right now in quarantine based on how they are, you go ahead and give us your guess, okay? Okay. Okay. All right, right now in quarantine, what is Matt Niskanen doing?
3: Uh, I would say somewhere on his farm or just doing something in the field or just chilling on his back porch, maybe having a cold one.
1: I don't know. <laughs> having a cold one. What is Travis Connect Me doing? Uh,
3: probably playing Fort or uh, maybe hunting. I don't know. Uh,
1: what is your goalie partner, Brian Elliott, doing? And it's his birthday, by
3: the way. Yeah, so it's his birthday today. Uh, hopefully, he's uh, having some cake and hanging out with the family. Probably just chilling. I know he's got two young boys, uh, Owen and Eddie. So, probably just hanging with the family.
1: I would love to know what Jake Boricke is doing right
3: now. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I haven't talked to him in about a week, so, uh, I mean, I don't know how bad it is over there in Czech. So hopefully it, things are, are good there. Um, you know, he's, he's back there with his, uh, uh, partner, girlfriend, uh, Marquetta uh, and their, and their son, uh, Matei. So, um, Probably just chilling, blasting some Bruce Springsteen, maybe.
1: Uh, lastly, I would love to know what Michael Roffel is doing. We know he's already given himself a quarantine haircut. <laughs> what do you think he's doing right now? Uh,
3: I don't know. Um, we actually had a, a chat before the, before this whole thing started. Um, cause he's, I saw an old picture of him, and he used to be absolutely shredded. And, uh, like, he's still, he's still pretty built. Like, he's got some... Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty big arms, pretty strong guy, but I was, he's like, maybe this summer I'll get jacked again. And I was like, you should do it. So maybe that's what he's doing.
1: (laughs) And then actually last one, because I want to ask, because we haven't really gotten to him much since uh, quarantine and self isolation started. What do you think Alain Vigneault is doing and how much communication do you guys have with him right now?
3: Uh, I mean, I haven't talked to him uh, since the break started. So I do know that uh him and french mike i think they have houses in florida there french mike uh, or mike terry I'm sorry <laughs> I'm so used to call him that i'm sorry um yeah so <laughs> him and mike or mike terry are down there uh they have houses down there
2: and that was carter hart with our own Taryn hatcher uh always great to hear from carter uh, a lot of funny stuff in there uh katie it was it was pretty funny just to hear him talk about him trying to guess and kind of give us some insight about what his teammates (laughs) are doing during this time. Um, Who do you think would be probably the most interesting person on the fly during during this quarantine? There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, candidates.
0: Oh, we've gotten into that too on the past episodes. First and foremost, gotta love, he said, sorry, was his favorite board game. So I don't know if he's playing any Catan, but that's okay. Sorry is another good one. Gotta respect it. Um, But yeah, oh my gosh was that ever funny hearing him talk about each of the different guys and even the coaches and what they're up to um you gotta know like that group chat is probably um as the kids would describe as lit Lit. did i just say that on a podcast okay i did um our, our, our producer ben is probably shaking his head but i used the word there we go it was the best word i had to describe it um but anyway works Super fun for that update. We got into this, though. Like, I, I told you, Jordan, I would I would want to, you know, pair maybe with Matt Niskanen and Tyler Pillick, some Minnesota boys. Uh, you know, they're probably – I just love what he said, too, about um, Niskanen's probably out on his farm or in a field. <laughs> out on his farm or in a field. Like, I, I love it. You know what? Yeah. And if Niskanen has a farm, I hope he's got some four-wheelers. Like, I hope he's got some cool stuff going on maybe some chickens or something like I, I need to know more about this farm first and foremost, if it does exist. And um, second, that's, you know, I'm hanging out at the Niskanen's. I already told you this.
2: You, you want who, those who Minnesota, you? you want those Minnesota uh, roots with you. I, I, I respect that. Oh, why not? Tyler, why not? I mean, and you, you know, what? What? we, we would them? accept
0: anyone that wants to come on in, even though, you know, six foot distance, they got to stay away. But if you're yeah. on a farm, you have enough space. Like, heck, you just, yeah, Toss
2: around that pigskin, Jordan. Have a good old day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on mean, another level on this episode. You certainly are. And I, I love it. That's what we need. We need this. We need that energy during this time. But I, I have found it actually enjoyable just to kind of hear what, like, what the players are doing. Like, we all knew their backgrounds and kind of, like, where they're from and where they live and stuff. But I feel like we're getting more and more of that now because, obviously, they're all they're all home and – kind of giving us glimpses into what they would be doing if they weren't playing hockey, which, hey, I think that's kind of cool. That's fun for fans.
0: What about him talking about that vision training app on his iPad? Like, I was even thinking about this. Like, as a goaltender, like, you're exercising your body. You want to be flexible. But, yes, your vision is so important. We know about Brayden Holpe's pregame routine with, you know, following pucks and random objects. Carter Hart has you know, his own routines too, but I just think so much about Holtby because his eye training, his vision, and they have the same mental coach. But um, Carter Hart talking about that vision training app, how bizarre is that? Did you? I, I didn't know that. I wouldn't picture him having something like that.
2: No, I certainly didn't know about any apps. I'm sure he heard it from someone and, and he was like, yeah, I want to try that. But that guy will gain, he will do anything to gain even the slightest edge or margin. Um, he's always looking to improve at the margins. I know he has that thing, if you ever see those pictures, where right before the game starts, he takes his water bottle and he flings some water in the air. And what he does is he'll find like the biggest drop and he tries to watch the drop go all the way down to the ice. And it like for him, it, it helps him kind of prepare for just being able to like visual, like visualize and also just have the best vision and instincts as possible. So yeah, he'll he'll find that biggest drop Gotta and he tries to it. watch it go and literally hit the ice. That Cause I nuts. always wondered, I was like, I was like, what the heck? Like, why does he spray his bottle in the air? And like, what is he doing? And it turns out that's what he does. So yeah, yeah he's a creature of habit. And uh, yeah, I found that pretty interesting. Like I'm sure he's doing everything uh, in his power. Just to stay busy, stay ready. Yeah. Um,
0: you know what I'm wondering though? And I, I don't believe we heard anything, but is he a gamer?
2: Yeah, I think he said he, he plays PlayStation, though, so Ooh. I think a lot of the guys have Xbox. Yeah, he doesn't have Xbox. Yeah, that's what it was. So yeah. he's is,
0: I, Oh my gosh, I'm such like a, I, I would describe it maybe as a dinosaur, but I don't know if that's like, <laughs> but I just feel like way out of touch with video games. Xbox, can you not play against like Farabee and Hayes that we were talking about the other day who were actively playing
2: COD? Well, I, yeah, you would I think you would need the same system. So if he has a PlayStation, I don't think he can play a and has Xbox. So yeah. And he said he doesn't play Fortnite, which is a little surprising. I know a lot of the younger guys like Fortnite, I've never played. I'm not a video game guy. That's just not me, but I know he said, he's like, yeah, I don't play Fortnite, but I think he, <laughs> what did he say? I think he said he plays NBA and yeah. I think, uh, call of duty. maybe. Right. Um, something like that Jordan
1: yeah. uh, you know what all of them they're just
0: video games but <laughs> I, we think about this vision app and I, I just thought about that too because I'm like hey I mean video games have to be sort of maybe good for your vision maybe, yeah. maybe not sorry for parents out there that are trying to wean their kids off of the video games but I think there is a benefit um, to that for you Carter know, yeah. Hart's sake but definitely good to hear from him Jordan good to yeah. hear from you talk to you soon Flyers fans out there thank you for listening to Flyers Talk
2: Yes. Katie Emmer, thank you as always. Ben Barry, thank you. Our podcast producer, thank you for everything as always. And that is the Flyers Talk podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate, subscribe, and we can't wait to talk to you next time. Okay, Jordan,
0: freestyle, go!
2: Yo, my oh, name's Jay Hall, you know how I do. We're looking for pucks to come back to you. Katie's oh. got new money. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>